time for the Phenology Show. Phenology is the rhythmic biological nature of events as they relate to climate. I had a email conversation with uh, Dr. Craig Bowron, who is a physician in the uh, in the uh, Minneapolis area, and uh, he he sent me an email saying that uh, while he was waiting to board the uh, the train down in Minneapolis, a swan flew over just barely above uh, head height, kind of soaring down, but he said that that beautiful white body against the crystal blue sky was memorable and uh, and delightful. And I I responded to him with, uh, with the thought that, uh, you know, we all owe Carol Henderson a great debt because in 1983 he had the foresight to bring the first swan eggs to Minnesota. And uh, last year's swan population topped 30,000. So uh, it has been a rousing success, and you and I and and practically all of us have either seen a swan in the sky or seen one, uh, you know, sitting on a calm body of water somewhere. So we we owe Carol a debt for that. Uh, Dr. Bauer also pointed out that the the early morning hours in the Twin Cities uh, were were being uh, filled with the songs of the cardinals, and uh, they were being serenaded. They are being serenaded down in the cities right now with the cardinal songs, and maybe you're lucky and you're in an area up here, and, and it won't be too long, and the cardinals will start singing where you are. If that's the case, why, lucky you. Uh, I told uh, Dr. Bowron in my return reply that, uh, that I was not hearing a, a symphony of... Uh, cardinal songs, but I was rather being treated to a symphony of percussion in that uh, at least three different species of woodpeckers uh, near my home are drumming right now. The, the, the downy, the hairy, and the pileated. I have a red-bellied woodpecker, a male that comes to my feeder every day, and I just don't recognize. I mean, he may be drumming, but I know for sure the other three are. So there's this, uh, there's a, a lot of drumming going on right now, and this is territorial. These are birds that spend their entire lives here in northern Minnesota, and at this point they are working on making the the home here in Minnesota theirs, and uh, they're trying to stake out territory so that they can raise a family when the time comes. So listen when you're outside for the pileated, the downy, and the hairy woodpeckers to be drumming on a nice, hollow-sounding tree near you and know that they are busy trying to establish a home for themselves. So pileated woodpeckers and uh, cardinals and hairies and downies, red belly, I told you, was coming Um couple of notes, uh, the oaks in my yard are kind of holding on to their uh, leaves, have been throughout most of the winter. Probably 15 to 20% of the total number of leaves on the tree remain, and they're falling a few here and there. What's interesting about uh, the the oak leaves and, and other things that, that are laying on the ground right now are the... Uh, you know, if an oak leaf falls onto the snow right now, 
and we get a sunny day, as we have had over the last few days, uh, they just they cut right down in the, the into the snow. the The oak leaf is dark and and absorbs sunlight, where the snow is white and reflects it. And uh, where it absorbs the sunlight, it heats the leaf, and the leaf just cuts right down through the snow. So if you're outside wandering around in the next day or two, look at the look at how the the dark objects are responding to the increased sunlight and and you'll notice that they're melting their way down and and showing you uh, how much warmer they are than the than the white snow around them. If you are uh, checking out trees and shrubs in your area in the last few days, I've noticed that there is uh, an increasing amount of melt away from the stems of the trunks of trees and the stems of even little bushes in the in the forest, the hazel and the and the uh, and the dogwoods and the those uh, willows are all showing some signs of of uh, snow melting back from their trunks because they're dark and they absorb sunlight and they get hot and uh, and they melt that snow. And speaking of melting snow, I was out on Friday last week and uh, walking down my driveway and I came to this spot where, uh, where there was a, oh, like a five-gallon bucket's worth of snow that had fallen out of a pine, a Norway pine, and landed on my driveway. And I looked at that, and I was thinking to myself, boy, I'm glad I wasn't standing right there when it came down. And I no more than had that thought, and another five-gallon bucket's worth of snow fell about three feet from me, and it raised me right up off the ground about a foot as I was... Sort of shocked by the by the closeness of the attack. What is happening there, as you may recall, back in December when we got our when we got the snow that really is what's out there now. I mean, it it was the majority of the snow that fell through the winter came in uh, mid December, and it started off as rain and freezing rain. And so, in the case of like the Norway pines with those big long green needles, that ice. And then snow falling on top of it sort of sealed the deal. And those clumps of snow were sort of frozen onto the branches. And for the most part, they stood up to every bit of wind that we've had since mid-December and not come out of the trees. But this last week with temperatures, I had I had uh, air temperatures of uh, 45, 48. Nine. Bob told us last week we'd probably reach 50. I got 49 degrees uh, and then 46 degrees. So I had three days where it was really, really quite warm. And that heat shining on those dark needles of the of the Norway pines finally broke the grip of the ice that was holding that snow on and and last week on on Thursday and Friday there was a lot of snow coming down out of the trees so i hope you were able to uh, not be struck by by any of that <laughs> while i was out walking i had an interesting uh, uh, encounter with the bald eagle uh, I have a nest near my house, and I was out in the neighborhood of the nest, and all at once, in soars a bald eagle. Now, I don't know if it's the male or the female. I just know it's an adult because it's got a white tail and a white head. And 
he lands, it lands right on the nest, right? Just flew in and landed on the nest. And usually when I'm out there in that area, it might fly by and look at the nest, but it'll see me and go, oh, that Yahoo is out there. I'm going to, I'm not going to land. But he landed right, it landed right on the nest. And shortly after, within a minute, an immature bald eagle showed up. And I don't know if it was uh, last year's. I know it wasn't last year's from from this nest because their nesting failed last year due to the really awful weather we had in April last year that just uh, wiped out any uh, chance at at raising young eagles, at least in my neighborhood. Uh, but this young eagle showed up, and the eagle that was on the nest uh, spoke to it. Uh, I I'm not fluent in eagle, but I have a hunch that what it was saying was not uh, welcoming, that it was probably telling him that uh, this nest was taken, thank you very much, and that he should just move on. Well, he made it, I don't know why I keep going with the masculine there, it made several circles, maybe two or three circles, kind of around the nest and, and above the nest, maybe 50 feet up. Uh, but it just kind of gave a, a sort of a look at the site and then off it went and and turned off in its own direction and tried not to uh, interfere with this eagle who was probably protecting his nest. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see which. I have two nests in the yard or two nests in the nearby, and uh, I'll have to see which one they choose this year. Last year they switched nests on me, and it kind of threw me off for a little bit. I was looking then, uh, being that today is Valentine's Day, I kind of looked back in my records to see what sort of notes that had occurred on the 14th of February. And way back in 1986, I had my first encounter with a skunk. In 1992, uh, I saw a black-backed woodpecker on Valentine's Day, and that was a real surprise and a treat. That's not a very common woodpecker at all, and you have to be in just the right situation in order to see them. They are uh, mostly denizens of the swamps, and unless you're standing in a black spruce swamp or tamarack swamp, you're not likely to come in contact with a black-backed woodpecker. On uh, February 14th, 1994, it was uh, the first day of the new year where the temperature had climbed above 32 degrees and that date went all the way back to December 19th, 1993 when we had last had had above freezing temperatures. In 1995, uh, first horned larks were reported by Larry Olson. Uh, Larry, if you're listening, I'd love to hear from you again. If you are uh, a an heir of Larry's. Uh, I don't know if Larry is even still around, but Larry was my sort of introduction into northern Minnesota phenology. Larry had been keeping records since the uh, mid-70s, which is uh, 10 years before I started. And he was kind enough to share a lot of his observations with me, including the fact that in 1995, on February 14th, he saw his first horned larks. In 2011, the first 
Pussy Willows were coming out uh, in 2012. On February 14th, I had less than three inches of snow on the ground, and 2012 turned out to be the warmest spring that I had on record uh, in all the years that I've been keeping track. Prior to that, 1987 was the warm spring, but 2012 just obliterated those records. And 2021, February 14th, minus 35 degrees. This is just two years ago. Minus 35 degrees from 8 p.m. on the second on the 5th of February until 4 p.m. on the 15th of February. We had no temperatures that climbed above zero. So uh, we've had, even recently, we've had some cold weather. And speaking of cold weather, stay tuned. Later this morning, Rob Vanette, research biologist with the Forest Service, is going to come in and talk with us about cold hardiness. That's our phenology show for this week. As always, if you have notes or observations you'd like to share, we would love to hear from you. Thank you.